What's up and welcome back to the kind of funny screencast. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by the big dog, Kevin Coelho. What up, dude? The producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. I think this episode really hit the mark. Hey, it took <laughs> us a couple episodes to get there, but we got Nick Scarpino, everybody. Woo! And before we get into the show, I just want everybody to go send some sweet, nasty love to Blessing at AOEA Jr., a.k.a. The latest member of kind of funny to get forbes 30 under 30 you absolutely love to see it our power is growing squad till i die baby uh but that's not what we're talking about on this show this show is of course our weekly show where we review and talk about our thoughts on different tv shows different movies everything going on in marvel studios star wars land all that stuff we got the book of boba fett coming up of course we're going to be doing weekly reactions to that as well uh but we're not talking about that today we're talking about hawkeye you can watch the show on youtube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com if you wanted to get it as a podcast you can just search your favorite podcast service for kind of funny screencast and we will be right there for you thank you all for listening we really really appreciate it but without further ado let's talk about it Hawkeye episode three Nick Scarpino I want to start with you what'd you think uh I really like this episode I think this might might be my favorite episode of the show so far um and I think a lot of it has had to do with that intro um you know last week I had a criticism where I was like I don't know who this this villain is this is a nondescript person and I wish you know the, the the reveal of echo didn't hit for me and man, I'm happy to say I'm eating my words right now that the first like five minutes of this movie where we get introduced to her and as a child and her relationship to her father and all that stuff, movies, even show, um, and we get introduced to her. I think they knocked that out of the park. I think that her, the, the, the father casting and the young girl casting were perfect. And then by the time we get to the teenager, it's very, it's kind of straightforward. And in other, in other shows, it's not done as well. It, it doesn't hit as hard, but this one. It hit for me, and I was like, okay, I believe this person, and I believe that she's capable of doing the things she's doing, and uh, it's cool. And then, of course, we got nothing but, from that point on, then uh, nonstop banter from Haley Steinfeld and Jeremy Renner, and I just, I, I like, I just really enjoyed it. The, it doesn't seem like there's a, there's a lot of high stakes to it, and you know what? I'm kind of okay with that. I'm kind of okay with the fact that this is just quite of a, sort of a whimsical adventure that these two are going on um that might have some serious ramifications for jimmy renner's like soul but um, <laughs> other than that other than that i'm really enjoying this episode i really enjoyed it kevin i i loved it the dynamic that they're building is great the uh the build-up of echo it mm -hmm. was really well done uh the scene where it cuts over and we're like seeing ronin being ronin and murdering everyone. That was cool. Like, yeah, it, like, but it also brings a lot of weight to that, like, those people have families and stuff, and, like, there's consequences for doing that stuff. Like, you're going to be hunted down forever. Um, that all being said, like, I, I love the chemistry that, that um, Steinfeld has with uh, Renan. Renner? Renner? Renner. Yeah. I tried my hardest on both those names there. Um, but, um, it, like, the... The way they're written is so well done and they're like little back and forth chemistry of like, I, you know, he can't hear you and they're having the same conversation. It's just good. so perfect. So perfect. Uh, that all being said, this is like the first episode where it's like I, I that emptiness that, that I've been saying that like, you know, um, uh, that I, I feel with the sets. I kind of felt there with the KB Toys uh, warehouse, which was done intelligently because it makes sense there, right? It's an abandoned warehouse. But then they break out, and, like, that was some of the worst car CG stuff that I've seen in a long time The when they're driving around. Just the simple mm -hmm. stuff, not the explosion stuff, 
but like it was quickly yeah, cars. out the window yeah. and it's obviously green screen yeah 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 going yeah, through the trees it was interesting because like the polish i felt like was really has been really good so far uh and uh in that sequence it seems like maybe they added that later or something which doesn't make a lot of sense because i was in the trailers earlier on but it doesn't matter um that was like two weeks ago oh yeah i guess you're right uh it like that being said, it, that doesn't bother me at all. Like, it's yeah. just a weird thing where it's like, oh, it looks uh, really, like, poorly done. Um, all of the action was great. The arrow stuff was awesome. Um, it's so much fun to, to see her play with the arrows and being like, well, there's more. And, and again, we've seen that in the trailers, but I think that it hit just as strong in the, the actual show. So it's good. It hit the mark. Like, yeah. There it is. Right, Nick. Yeah, I like that. I like that uh, that part where she was like, there's four more more dangerous arrows than this one. That was when I exploded the truck. Yeah. Um, and I also... Well, go ahead. The sorry. Pim one. How cool was that? That was cool. And, I, and that, to that me, really I think fun. is the coolest thing. And I, 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 sh- I like that they showed restraint in the trailer stuff by not showing all of them. I thought that the explosion trick arrow was kind of going to be the end of it. The but I thought one, yeah. that the, the way they showed the trick arrows with the acid and how they used them uh, in this to kind of like... Uh, raise the the stakes of the arrows themselves ending with a pim arrow was i thought a very very wise choice and like added um some fun to this some mcu fun to this that i i really appreciate because being such a fan of the the comic run for this i i feel like i am simultaneously set up to enjoy this more than any of the other shows so far but also to be the most critical of what it doesn't Mm. do right but what i think it's doing really well is finding the mcu tone mcu version of the what made the the comic run special and it's things like that pim arrow where it's like that is way more grounded in the reality of the mcu and i think that they do a really good job of like getting the banter getting the jokes the quippiness and all of that to to match up with really well choreographed action and that to me is what stood out in this episode because this is a very action oriented episode uh i loved the kb toys warehouse fight i thought it was very creative that first off just that as a set piece it being a christmas show the idea of a toy shop and christmas like that just goes hand in hand so it's like that was just so cool reminded me a lot of the opening in ninja turtles to (laughs) secret of the ooze which of course has a soft spot in my heart but i loved them jumping off the trampolines and the ball pit and all that stuff like it it was the, the perfect example of like not subtle at all just like kind of like beating you over the head but you're like what are they gonna do next i'm into this set piece uh i'm with kev that the cg was shoddy on the the cars and stuff but i think this is a perfect example to me of i would rather the cg look good enough like it does here uh for fun choreographed scenes as opposed to just not getting the scenes and not having them attempted what i will say is the car chase was a little bit of a letdown for me in terms of energy and momentum uh and i think a lot of it had to do with the score because um so far this show has let me down the most in terms of score from all of the disney plus shows i really love the falcon winter soldier theme the wandavision theme like loki theme especially um and i like the hawkeye character theme in this it's a like interpret interpolation of the avengers theme but kind of like just a a little Mm -hmm. lesser than which i think works for him that's perfect but i don't think when this show uh is having its quieter moments or not even quieter like actiony moments it kind of feels a little generic and it it doesn't have that like bombastic feel that yeah. i i think would have really served the car chase scene in particular i would agree and but i would also agree with your earlier point where like this the car chase scene was fun for me and it's and and it, to your point it it's in it's fun despite its its flaws and it's because we're having fun the characters are having fun and so i think the score needed to back that up a little bit where like a lot of that car chase was just christmas music because the radio was on which was cool which i liked a lot um 
And I don't mind that some of the green screen effects really stuck out like a sore thumb because the choreography specifically leading up to that part, you know, there's that wonderful part where he like shoots the arrow behind his back and it pins the guy's hand to the wall. And all those things are, are so <laughs> Hawkeye and it's so fun. Yeah. Um, and it, and it's, 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 I think they nailed that and they needed to nail that specifically in this third episode for me, because this is usually, this is traditionally for, for me where shows start to wane a little bit where I'm like, this is going to be a make or break episode. The first two I'll give you because they launch them at the same time. We review them at the same time. But after the third episode, I'm like, now I'm in. Um, but again, all that stuff works because we like these two characters. We like that scene where he his hearing aids broke and she's like, we should feed the dog. And he's like, we got to, you, you are a good archer. You know, he has that one moment with her where he can't really even hear how she responds to it, but he knows she wants to hear it. And then he goes, he finishes it up with the good comedic beat of, we should feed that dog. He's probably, gonna, or take the dog out. We got to take the dog out. Yeah. Um, and I also love, uh, uh, oh gosh, I had one more moment. I think it was the moment in the coffee shop where they're talking and, it's just their back and forth is just really, really good. I think I think they've started to nail those. And I'm happy to say I like um uh, what's it, Claus? No, not Claus. Um Kazi? Kozi. Kazi. Kazi. Yeah. I like yeah. that guy. And I like his relationship to Echo. Those two have good chemistry. Those the two hot guy that actors. spoke sign language. Yeah. That's <laughs> love that line. So um, funny. And it's and I think those two are super great. And it, she's the characters are understandable and they're small enough so that I don't think we're going to fall into the same territory we found. We, we fell in with the bad guys from Falcon Winter Soldier where they're just these sort of like nebulous kind of not generic, but like what is their motivation? Are they good? Are they bad? They're doing bad things for good reasons. Yada, yada, yada. This one I'm like, all right, her dad ran the gang and I'm, I think he probably ran the gang because he couldn't afford to, to put her through schools that she could have, you know, uh, uh, utilized a little bit more. Um, and I think he just wanted to take care of her. So maybe that's potentially why he, he was into that. I'm, I'm interested in her backstory. I want to see how that kind of came about. Tim. This episode is brought to you by Me Undies. The end of 2021 is here. So we're all looking for the best gifts for our favorite people. Well, Me Undies has you and your bottom covered with their ultimate gift guide so you can save time and surprise everyone with the coziest gifts ever. Of course, I absolutely love Me Undies. I have for years. I'm wearing the lounge pants and the socks and the undies right now. And I love having my entire body covered in this soft micromodal fabric. The new Me Undies holiday collection features classic plaids and sweater inspired prints that will soon be new favorites. Their undies, loungewear, and sleepwear are made from soft, breathable, stretchy fabrics, ideal for sitting fireside with loved ones, available in sizes extra small through 4XL. MeUndies has something for everyone. MeUndies has a great offer for you. First-time purchasers get 15% off and free shipping. Your days of fighting for your life in the mall parking lot are over. To get 15% off your first order, free shipping, and 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com morning. That's MeUndies.com morning. Next up, shout out to Trade. Whether you're a coffee nerd or a coffee newbie, you need to hear about Trade Coffee. They want to make every cup of coffee your best ever. Trade matches you to a selection of their over 400 craft coffees, all based on how you answer their coffee quiz. They consider whether you like French press, auto brew, or even cold brew and pair you with the perfect choice for your taste. And if you don't love it, they'll replace it with a different bag for free. Uh, Trade's awesome. The quiz is super fun. I love that they send a bunch of fun flavors and hey, 
Coffee's always great, right? For our listeners right now, Trade is offering your first bag free and $5 off your bundle at checkout. To get yours, go to drinktrade.com slash kindoffunny and use promo code kindoffunny. Take the quiz to start your journey to the perfect cup. That's drinktrade.com slash kindoffunny. Promo code kindoffunny for your first bag free and $5 off your bundle. And this holiday season, give the coffee lover in your life the gift of better coffee too with their own personalized gift coffee subscription from Trade. Again, that's drinktrade.com slash kind of funny promo code kind of funny. Next up, I want to give a shout out to Warby Parker. Warby Parker provides exceptional vision care online and in stores. And now that it's the end of the year, don't let your FSA or HSA dollars go to waste. Put them to good use on Warby Parker prescription glasses, prescription sunglasses, contact lenses, and eye exams. Glasses start at $95, including prescription lenses. And Warby Parker's contacts line, Scout, brings you a 90-day contact pack for only $55. Uh, G has been loving Warby Parker for years. And Blessing recently has been doing uh, this trial at home program which is awesome they sent him a bunch of glasses he's checking them out and he's really excited about it you too can try warby parker's free home try on program order five pairs of glasses to try at home for free for five days there's no obligation to buy they ship free and include a prepaid return shipping label couldn't be easier you can try five pairs of glasses at home for free at warbyparker.com slash kind of funny if you want to try the glasses you got to go to warbyparker.com slash kind of funny and finally, shout out to Shin Megami Tensei 5. Shin Megami Tensei 5 is the newest installment of the acclaimed JRPG series developed by Atlas. You'll play as a young high school student who's granted an accursed power to save his life. He becomes a new being that's neither human nor demon, a Nahobino, and is suddenly transported from modern Tokyo to a post-apocalyptic world. You'll explore the demon-infested wasteland of an enigmatic realm that's filled with mythical deities and demonic tyrants in constant conflict for survival. If I had a nickel uh search for answers and forge your own path in a battle between light and dark and your choices will dictate the fate of the world turn formidable foes into worthy allies by recruiting them via negotiations and then fuse them to create demons customized to fit your play style shin megami tensei 5 has been fully rendered in 3d utilizing unreal engine 4 a first for the mainline shin megami tensei series you can order the deluxe and standard editions of shin megami tensei 5 today on the nintendo eShop. Well, I will say there's some some fun Easter eggs in this episode that I'm not going to spoil here uh, if you guys didn't catch it. But uh, if you guys want to do your own homework, go back and uh, watch the karate scene in the beginning mm-hmm. and uh, the interaction she has with some some characters there because there's a, a real, real, real big hint at uh, who the big bad is uh, that they're dealing with. And I am extremely Whoa. excited they're actually going this, this let route. Me ask, let me ask you this because we know that there's been talk about people forming something called the Thunderbolts, right? Mm-hmm. Was that was that is that what you're talking about? Are we playing? Is that playing into this? Because no. at some point she, he goes, "Your uncle's going to take you," and it looks like a guy in a military outfit, and it sounds like what's his butt. Uh so that is the person I'm talking about, and it is okay. the uncle that I'm talking about. But okay. I'm going to wait till next week for you to see this real or whatever it happens because I love how they're teasing this. I love how they did it. Like again, reading the comics, I know where certain characters get involved. I love how they're taking this uh, Kazi character because it is that similar but different MCU version where I'm on the edge of my seat like, okay, cool, I you're familiar, 
but you're not doing the things you, you did exactly. So what are you doing? What is your role here? I think they're doing a, a great job kind of keeping the intrigue and keeping this kind of going as this murder mystery uh, kind of evolves. And I like that now that we're three episodes in, we're halfway done with the series. I, I think they're doing a good job setting the stakes and them opening this episode with that 1997 flashback of mm -hmm. Echo does give that nice kind of parallel between um, Hawkeye 2 and, uh, and Echo. And as we kind of see them continue to grow and they definitely like came to a head in the end of this episode or mm -hmm. like throughout this episode but the connection to ronin i was is something that i probably should have expected more uh going into this show uh but i didn't expect them to have it be such a central piece to the story and the idea that he's gonna be revealed like yeah. it's gonna be revealed at some point in the up upcoming episodes that clint was ronin like, and like that's really cool yeah. well even Haley, like even kate bishop kate bishop right mm-hmm even she says she's like you know who he is and she kind mm -hmm. of alludes to the fact that it's it's you right like you it's not that hard to, to kind of figure out or maybe it was not i don't i don't think she knows she doesn't yeah, I don't know think she knows either well it's she knows so he knows who it is and it's someone close to him yeah so it, it's so it's so interesting they put us in this spot where it's like it's so clear to us you know what i mean like we've mm -hmm. known for so long but that's we, why like, it's so it's and so it's like good. it's such a mystery and they're they're like you know, like, give us this information. And it's like, we're sitting there being like, oh, is he going to tell him? Because they'll kill him. And I love yeah. that he does the the Obi-Wan Kenobi Darth Vader thing yeah, uh, yeah. of just like, it, it was yeah. Nat. Nat Black, or Black Widow killed him. And I'm like, that's cool as shit. Like, yeah. that is such a metaphor because she came and saved him. And, yeah. what a, and what a deeper moment. And, and obviously, like, I think really well done by Jeremy Renner. I think he he brings all the emotion of all those movies into that. And that's that's pretty mm -hmm. cool. And that counts for a lot for me. Um, but dialing it back to just Echo, they did something really good in this episode, for me at least, in that, and this is no disrespect to like uh, the karate as a martial art, right? But every kid, every young kid starts with that, started with that. I started with karate, right? So did Kevin. And Kevin started with karate. Yeah, and what I like no, is I that. Taekwondo. Go ahead. Taekwondo, sorry. There you go. Well, what I, I like is that the they, they show her eventually as she's evolved and grown up in an MMA gym, throwing kicks, throwing more traditional fighting, like, or not traditional, excuse me, more modern, like what we would think of now as what fighting is supposed to be. And I, I like that just as a person who studied martial arts in the past, I think that's cool because it means she's studied lots of different things and she keeps current and she's, she's evolved with it. I, I hate the trope of someone like showing some, I mean, in this one, it kind of bothered me. She was like, oh, I remember when you got your black belt in, in the last episode, she's like, you won all these trophies and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, but, I don't know. I want to see them. I, yeah. I want to see people in MMA gyms. When people went, when are sitting in karate dojos, and this is, again, no disrespect to people who train karate, it just doesn't seem like it's as current as it, as it needs to be as a, as a person who would like want to be good at every martial art. They would go to a mixed martial art. Does that make sense? It's a and very, very, very good point you're making. I think that is a cool storytelling device as well. But Nick, there's nothing funnier to me. And I, I don't mean to take you down here. I just think it's hilarious that you're like, no disrespect to karate. And you're so, so sincere about it. <laughs> I, mean, just, I, love, I love how much respect you have it's for just because there's, martial there's, arts. There, no, there's just, there's a, there's, it's just, there's a, there's people out there that'll talk shit about martial arts and and there are people out there that fight with karate and they are very good. And so that's, you know, I, I don't want to be one of those people that's like degrading or saying that one martial arts better than the other because everything you can pull from. But obviously this is a piece of fiction, but I just I do love that they paid it a little bit more respect. And, and I think that's pretty cool. And I think that I don't know who I, I got to look up the actress's name that plays Echo, but she looks like she does Alana, Alana Cox. Alakwa? cox something like that yeah anyway i like her i love i love 
the sort of dynamic of the character when she's younger. I like that conversation she has with her dad, which is like, where do dragons come from? And he goes, they come from another world. That's and, cool. But if they were here, that they'd be like super special and like super had they'd, you know, I forget, I forget they'd his terminology stronger, for it. I they'd be stronger, yeah, because if they were here, because basically saying like it would be. It's obviously it's mirroring her struggles as a person who's deaf and and living you know not being able to go to school that can help you know attend to those needs. You know, um, there's a Shang Chi reference of like yeah, they're different worlds. Maybe maybe he knows. I don't know. Powerful. But I I just love that when she squares off against Hawkeye, they have that moment that I thought felt actually pretty organic where she's like, are you? She signs to him like you you know, are you deaf? And he goes, no, I'm I'm hard of hearing not, or hearing impaired, not deaf. I think is what he said. Mm-hmm. And she says. You'd be a lot better if you without that thing, without that device. Like you would, you'd be a lot stronger. Believe it or not, you'd be stronger. It'd be more advantageous for you to get off that basically, like that the aid and yeah, and accept, give up on accept that this for yourself, give up on it. And I thought that was kind of a cool little moment that they just sort of like threw in there and then in the gloss over. And then of course, when she stomps on the hearing aid, he's kind of he's at a disadvantage for the rest of the fight and has to go get it fixed. At least I, I feel like he he handles that so well. Like what it. What a cool job they did really making him look superhuman and, like, showing why he's an Avenger, you know? Because, mm-hmm. like, he defeats her fairly easily, you know, pins her against the thing. And, like, we can tell he's going, like, non-lethal with everyone, right? Right. But, like, the way well, he moves... Got, a couple people got, got shots in the yeah. spine, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, more... he, he supported Haley straight up blowing up a van. Yeah, he he did, I don't think... He, he didn't realize it was that arrow, and I'm glad that <laughs> no one is, like, emotionally distraught about that. You know what I mean? Um, um, but, like, I, yeah. I think they did a really cool job making him actually look cool. And with a, a show that's all about Hawkeye... Like, I'm glad that we're getting really good choreographed moments that look awesome. And then the oh. last thing is, at the very end, with uh, her stepdad to be pulling the Ronin sword on him. Like, what yeah. a good way to end that episode. But not just pulling it on him. Like, get, like, yes, he pulls it on him, but he also got one over on Hawkeye. And no one no one does that, right? Like, how many times have we seen, like, Nat or Hawkeye sneak up on someone? No one yeah. can sneak up on them. And totally. this guy is, you're like, so who is this guy? This guy can I sneak mean, up on Hawkeye. Like, who is this guy? Nick, that's a really good point. I uh, remember in Age of Ultron, like, he's the only one that, like, doesn't get Scarlet Witched. Yeah. Like, in, in that scene where she's, like, getting into all their minds, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, isn't he the one at the end that's, like, like, kind of gets out and, like, saves everybody? Which then leads to him. Uh, like her. Yeah, yeah, I, I think you're right. I can't. Yeah. A long time ago. Let me know in the comments if I'm wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure it was it was Clint that like was able. Yeah, because to... he he like doesn't he stick her with an arrow or something? Or am I crazy? I can't remember what he does. Maybe yeah, he knocks I, her out. Yeah, I, I don't really remember exactly, but um, because we see the Black Batman Widow gets the flashback right? of the Red Room and mm-hmm. like he yeah he doesn't get one. But um, something I really liked about this episode is uh, well, first off, um, I I think it's really interesting that Only Murders in the Building came out last year, season one, mm-hmm. and that was also a murder mystery set in New York. And there's a lot of similar vibes uh, between the two shows. And my favorite episode by far of that season was an episode that is entirely from the perspective of a deaf character. And Mm. there's like very little dialogue in the whole episode. And there's a lot of sign language, but there's a lot of just quiet moments in him just doing things. And it's interesting to see two different shows kind of handle that in in different ways and obviously this is mcu so there's like a expectation of like quips and stuff that uh they i don't think could get away with um going as hard and artsy as uh only murders did but um in the comics for hawkeye there's an entire issue that is from the perspective of the dog and there is no dialogue it's just the dog kind of walking around and like experiencing um everything and i i 
I, I hope we get moments of that uh, in the, the rest of the episodes. But I, I think they did a really good job dealing with um, her being deaf, him being hard of hearing. And one of my best friends, James Burke, is deaf in one ear. And he also needs to use the same type of uh, earpiece. And like mm-hmm. the, the frustrations and the, the difficulty that Clint is having, like dealing with, with uh, Haley and her like talking, him trying to listen, but also kind of like being like, uh, I'm not – I'm just going to talk at you type thing. And like that scene of like, we should feed the dog. We should feed the dog. Like, it's funny, but it's also like deeply sad that like people have to live that way, you know? And like having James it's so close to me, yeah. it's like, I know how difficult it can be to communicate with him and how frustrating he could be towards me. And I could be towards him um, just because of this disability. But anyways, I, I think they're doing a, a really good job in being authentic to that experience and treating it with care and not just making it a joke, but being able right. to joke with it. I think that yeah. that is the the best, uh, best, best praise I can give for this type of thing. Cause I think they're doing a great job with it. And, and, and yeah, again, having the parallels, it, so many different parallels between characters um, I think is uh, the, the strength of the show so far. I want to give a shout out before we wrap up to I remember what I wanted to talk about with the diner scene, which is she keeps talking to him about the branding issue. She's like, you got a branding issue. She goes, I've spent the last like 10 years being a ghost, basically being in the shadows. She goes, well, you failed miserably because everyone knows who you are. And he's like, I'm not an inspiration and all that stuff. But she ta- she she draws out the Hawkeye costume on the on the napkin, which I thought yeah. was hilarious. And he's like, no, not going to happen. My wife would divorce me if I, if I came home in that. But it has the deeper implication. And she's like, you need a costume that inspires people. And he says, I'm not an inspiration. I'm not a role model. And that's yeah. because – and that's just so – I thought that was I thought that one hit for me. That hit that hit hard. I was like, oh yeah, he's got some ghosts. He's got some demons that he's never gonna be able to get them. There's red in his ledger, so to speak. Yep. Yeah. Um, also I like that all uh, like a bunch of the the trick arrows had very vivid purple stuff happening, like the yeah. ooze and the smoke. It's like, all right, cool. I like them doubling down on this. Also yeah. shout out to shout out to how well that 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 uh, that fight scene, or excuse me, the, the car chase scene was done, and I love how it bookends with the joke, where she's like, "What is with this plunger?" And then they use the plunger to actually get him. Like, so I get like, oh, I get the plunger now, <laughs> and then it just cuts to them on the subway train. I thought that was really well done. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, let us know in the comments below what you thought about Hawkeye episode three. We'll be back, of course, next week with episode four. The week after that with episode five, because that's how it works here. Uh, kind of funny, but I'm keeping you on your toes. We won't be there for the finale because uh, we're going to be on break. But next year in January, we're going to come back and we will do Hawkeye in review with Greg Miller. So that's very exciting. But until then, I love you all. Goodbye.